This is the Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray, one of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, or a rap song turned acoustic cover. You're a real projector, maybe one of my three original albums as well. Regardless of how you know me now, my whole career actually started with a podcast years ago, before everybody had one and back when podcasts got no respect at all. Times have changed a little, and this is me coming back to my roots in a way. And this time, I'm bringing some friends along with me. Like my co-host, Jim Best, Country Music Hall of Fame steel guitar player and producer. He's a good one. Played on a bunch of legendary country music songs that you probably know, probably heard them. If you don't know either of us, thanks for tuning in anyway. I bet you'll love it. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. Thank you so much, Road. We love you. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Let's chat. He's a Samoan kickboxer, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu purple belt, and the king of walk-offs, meaning he knocks his opponents out and just walks off because he knows they're out. He's had 43 fights in K1 and 29 fights in Pride and UFC combined. And he speaks exactly what's on his mind, no matter who's listening. A lot like me. So he's good in my book. Welcome to the show, Mark Hunt. How you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Man, thanks for calling in from Australia. I, I didn't realize you lived in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I live in Australia in Sydney, sir. We start every show with a, a, a fast five. We ask five quick questions and we get five quick answers. You ready to go? Yeah, good. All right. What's your favorite snack? Everything. <laughs> Everything? So we're we're more kindred than I thought. Um, do you sing? Do you sing? It seems like most Samoans sing. I I can sing, but I'm not very good at it. Only when I'm drunk, I'm singing really good. When you're drunk, when you <laughs> when you're drunk, you sing really good. What's your favorite uh, genre of music? All types of genre of music. I like rock, I like hip hop, R and I love slow jams and Who did you like the least in the UFC? It wasn't anyone I didn't like. I just didn't like getting put up against all these cheaters, you know. Um, uh, to be honest, and uh, that's the bottom line. You didn't like getting put against the cheaters? Is that what you said? Just the threat keeps on being a pattern. It just keeps turning over. Another guy that was caught cheating, another guy that was caught cheating, it just seemed like it kept dying. It's like everyone was fucking cheating. So you, how many people you think were taking steroids? In the UFC, are you now? You're if I'm if I'm not uh, wrong, you're not in the UFC anymore, right? Correct. I'm out of the UFC. Thank God for that. <laughs> right. So, how many people you think were actually uh, juicing in the UFC? I have no idea. I mean, I can I can assume anything, but uh, the truth is, I don't actually know how many were the last four guys I was uh, cheating before I filed the lawsuit. Uh, were all pop um, there's a couple of them I thought wasn't, wasn't hot, but you know, um, who knows? It was, it was juicing in, in that company, to be honest. Yeah, I, I can assume anything, but the truth is, I have no idea until actually, uh, you gotta take actual blood from them, but, uh, you know, you can't do that anyway unless you're a starter, and they're not in the way, bloody way anyway, those bloody guys. You fought against my buddy, Derek Lewis, uh, years ago. And yeah. uh, I liked what you said about it. You said, I respect him because he doesn't take steroids after you beat him. Yeah, well, you know, Derek's not a cheater. Derek's not a cheater. And, he, you know, like I, 
I respect anyone that goes into the octagon or, or as a fighter that does, that does it properly. It doesn't take shortcuts. And uh, the truth is, taking steroids and that is, is a shortcut. They can't do it properly, so they have to cheat. Because, you know, in my book, Jay Lewis is a great fighter. I mean, I mean, that's the only way I see it. I mean, I used to think John Jones and all these guys are going to fight it also until they pop the steroids. I think that the UFC is a little biased when it comes to that. I think that they do give certain people breaks for sure that make the money. I don't think they're a little biased. They're, they're actually a crooked, a crooked company. They're not, they shouldn't be allowing these guys to do that. It's against their policies. It's against the fucking law, to be honest. You know, when they say we're giving these guys exemptions, they're breaking their actual own law. Isn't it legal to uh, take steroids in Bellator? Or they don't, they don't no. test? Not legal. It's, it's, it's not legal in any sport. I mean, it, it, look, instead of saying you've got the best testing policy in the world like UFC is, right? why do they say they've got the best testing policy when they never enforce any of their policies? They never enforce it. They, they never enforce it against Fox. They never enforce it against one of these guys. So why have the best testing policy? It's like having a policy and, and, and they, they only have a policy and use it when they want to use it. What I mean is, I don't think yeah, Bellator. Saying. I don't think there's a rule that I don't even think Bellator tests for steroids. Do they? I don't, I don't know whether Bellator tests or not, but they're not out there saying they've got the best testing policy in the world. Would it bother you if USC just didn't test at all? Would that still bother you that there was people taking steroids? Or well, of course it'll bother me. I mean, just why? Why? Well, why don't they just have a, an organization where people are cheating and have a, an organization where people are clean? Well, and that's what they're gonna do. Well, you know what? It's not going to be the greatest fighter in the world. You know, Amani, they say, the greatest fighter in the world is this guy. But hang on, he's taking steroids. It's like Lance Armstrong saying, he's the greatest cyclist ever. You know, he's beaten cancer and everything, and he's won the tour to five, seven times. But hang on, the guy got caught cheating. So, how is he the greatest yeah, cyclist? Well, we all, we all know now he's not the greatest cyclist. He's from number one to 42, the number 42 guy wasn't cheating. So, I mean, look how look how much of an advantage they get in cycling, and that's not look, that's not mixed martial arts. That's cycling. Look how how much the advantage is from number one to forty two. And MMA is a total different sport altogether. You know where you know God forbid someone's going to die from from some cheater. And uh, what do you think UFC is going to do? They're going to give them a a, a, a fine and, and tell them, give them a year off work. You think they're going to do that? Well, there is the one guy. Uh, his name escapes me for some reason. Uh, he's, uh, I think, a lightweight. He's just got suspended yeah. for, for a long time for for, uh, for cheating. Who was that guy? He's a, I forgot his name. Yeah, nonetheless, he he. There is somebody there. There, I know that he got. I don't know why who why they pick and choose who they actually suspend, but or if he got suspended by uh, Usada or what happened. But I know that uh, there was this that that guy whatever he was he was a big time fighter. It started with T Tyler something I think, but uh he he's been suspended oh, for a yeah, while. I think it's a, yeah, I think that guy's name is T J Billishaw. T J. That's so it. that old guy was a, yeah was a former champion. So, but like I said with these, they only do it when they want to do it, and uh, and it's not fair. And all the uh, the guys that should have one flat thing that says if you're cheating, you should have no money and you should be fired. And there's no coming back, to be honest. Well, the thing about it, the, the hard thing about that is, is uh, every every sport has steroids involved, every single one of them. And 
That's that's the struggle is trying to yeah, figure and out. That's, and that's the truth. That's true. True. Also, but hey, check out what happens with the with the Olympic Olympics. The Olympics. What happens to those guys when they get caught? Well, when they get caught, though, you know what I mean? Because you know they're taking steroids in the, in the Olympics too. I'm not. I'm not condoning well, when they, steroids. When they get, when, yeah, but when they get caught, what happens to them in, in, in the Olympics? Well, I, I assume they get sent home. Is that is that factual? I don't. So I don't know much get, about uh, the Olympics. So they get all their all their medals taken off, and they get the names. Everything gets restricted off. They can't compete again, so they're done. They've got zero chances anymore of being. You know, they're, they're being punished dirty. Why? Why didn't that not, not happen in in, uh, in um, the UFC or any other professional sport like that? Yeah, that doesn't happen in any professional sport. The reason that doesn't happen in professional sports yeah. is because money, right? The thing about you is that you were knocking people out anyway. Like you, you, you've been knocking people out whether they were on steroids or not. Yeah, but that's 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 that's, that's not the, the issue here. The issue I have is why do I have to keep going to work to do it to do an honest day's job when I keep getting put against guys that are cheating? The reason I think is well, I know is because they aren't enforcing their penalties. They're not making a deterrent for these guys to say, why are you doing this? This is your punishment. Their punishment is, is, is garbage. Their punishment is um, is like they give them, the guys already made the money with the fight, so they give them really crappy punishment, and they're out for a year a year, and they come back fighting. You know, I the third guy I fought, uh, I think a Bigfoot, I broke my, my hands on his head, like 16 screws I've got on my hand, and he got suspended for nine months. So I was out for a year without earning a cent of income. I watched him compete nine months after that fight. And I was sitting there going, wow, look at that guy. He's cheated. He's got a fine. Uh, and now he's back to competing. Yet I still, I'm sitting out another another uh, four months until my, until my hand heals. Right. I can understand that. There's no deterrence. He, yep, and that's not fair. And what do I get from him? He said, I will give you a $50,000. I couldn't give a shit about his fifty thousand dollar bonus because in the end I could have made more money fighting that whole year instead of sitting it out because I was injured. Yeah, yeah, get my drift. So, like I said, someone is going to die, and they're going to be held accountable because they're just a crooked company pulling all their garbage to make money. That's all they did. They, they did the same with Brock, the same with uh, when they were selling the company. They're just a crooked, and then as the head of them, just crooked. The honest question here: Do you think? Without yeah. Brock Lesnar, and, and again, I, I don't want you to think that I, because I'm a fan of yours, right? I'm a fan first, but. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's all, yeah. But, Honesty is, is what I like. Yeah, yeah, but I'm still going still to be honest with you. I got to say that, do you yeah. think that the sport of UFC would be where it's at today without people like Brock Lesnar and Conor McGregor and John Jones? You know what I'm saying? Because those people are like, those are the ones that. Thank you draw all the eyeballs, which brings in the money. Well, the thing is, Conor McGregor isn't a cheater. He hasn't been caught cheating. Those other two guys are, are cheaters. So whether you class them as actually competing, or all they've done is, all they've actually done is when you look at it, is they've, they've taken them from my family and my kids and everyone, everyone else's family that didn't cheat. I understand what you're saying about that. But... Of how you, yeah, but irrespective. So that means you're saying, that's a, what, what UFC is saying to the whole world is it's okay to cheat. For all the boys and girls that are watching this sport, it's okay to cheat. Just like you can be like Brock Lesnar or John Jones. you just got to hide underneath the oxygen for four, four and a half hours and take a shit under the octagon. That's what John Jones did. That's how much of a piece of shit he is. And for Brock Lesnar, they gave that guy all the exemptions. I mean, I, 
By looking at him, you'd think he was on the juice. By looking at him, you can't prove anything in court. It's not going to say, oh, I can't, I, I can assume he's doing it. It's like I say, I wanted to kill that guy. Kill this You're not actually doing it. You're not going to do that anyway. But like I said, you can say the best things about these guys, but in the end, they're just, they're just dirty rat cheeks. Well, what I'm saying, my only point is that you say it's taking money away from other fighters, but I say, in my opinion, because they're bringing so many eyes and dollars to the sport, it's actually raising the price, is it not? Yeah, you're right. But they're putting more eyes on the sport as to say it's okay to cheat. And even when you say they're putting more more money in the sport and whatever it is, why isn't the UFC sharing that, that, that profit? Why does all the fighters share 4% of the revenue? Now, why aren't they sharing 40% like the other, other sports? Now, there you have it right there. You say, okay, they're bringing eyes to the sport, but why is UFC not sharing that wealth? They're I, only giving four percent of that of that revenue to all the fighters. So where where do you where does it, where does that come from? I agree a hundred percent. It should be shared. You know they're billionaires, and they're only well, bi- they they well, only have they only have a company because of y'all. The bottom line is, Marty, they're not sharing the wealth of the company of the revenue. All they're doing is giving all the fighters are sharing four percent, and I'm not I'm not just in one lawsuit. I'm in two lawsuits with the with the other the class section against the with the Aliyah. We're trying to bring the Aliyah in. And their fighting is so hard because all that Bali Act is brings in transparency and the rest of it to that, to that sport, which they don't want to show. They, they don't want to show people how much money they're making and they don't want to share people to, to share uh, 40% that they should be showing to all these fighters. All they're giving them is 4%. So, like, that's how I always think. Even scraping the bottom of the bar to, to make a million dollars, any of those fighters trying to make a million dollars is hard. As a UFC fighter, they're, they're mainstreaming right now. They should be making, making bank when they become the champion, but they're not. They're squabbling to make more money. And why? Because of that. So that's why I just told you. They're sharing 4% of the revenue. Scumbags at the top there are just pocketing it all and laughing. The old owners, not, not the new owners. I don't, know, I don't know how it works either, but I'm talking about how it was working when I was, when I was working for that company. How long have you been out of the UFC? About a year and a half now. Hey, it's the same people, is it not? No, it's, but they're still doing the same thing. It's the different owners, WME, I think, are the owners. And they're still doing the same thing, but you know, but when I was working with the in the UFC, they were doing the same thing to us. You know, they just picked and choose who they wanted to go through with these the, the steroid tests, and they didn't. Uh, and right now, we're trying to bring in the Ali action to the sport, but you know, they don't want to do it, and that's why they're in court. Well, you keep, you say that uh, that you that UFC is portraying this message to young fighters coming up in the the fighting world, MMA world, that, that it's okay to cheat. But in all reality, and I'm not taking up for them, but in all reality, they're not saying, I've not, I've not heard them say, okay, uh, he, he cheated, we're going to let him fight anyway. You know what I mean? Because I've seen where people have been suspended, uh, just like you, just like TJ Dillis, y'all, he, he was suspended. And I, I think indefinitely. I don't even know if he there's a date that he's able to come back or not. I don't know, but you think that if they get caught cheating, they should be banned for life. Is that what you think should happen from fighting? You know, um, there should be, um, there should be, uh, you know, they should see the circumstances and what kind of cheating or how it was um, to make a definite decision. But um, yeah, there's no way UFCs are going to actually sit there and say to us that they're selling everyone a dream and all they're doing is just cheating everyone of their money. They're not going to sit there and tell us that. But people can see, everyone can see that, what they're doing. They've done it for a numerous amount of years, and they keep doing it. They're not going to, all they're saying to people is, oh, if you make it in the UFC, you're going to make great money. Or, hey, 
You can be like John Jones or Brock Lesnar. These guys are cheaters, but we're not going to tell you that they're, they're cheaters, but uh, they are. And, uh, you know, if you can be like them, you know, all they're telling people, the people that are watching, the boys and girls, they are, if you become part of the UFC, you, you become, you can make a shitload of money, you can uh, be really world famous and all this other sort of jazz rubbish, which is garbage. So I mean, and the part of being famous, yeah, you would. Yeah, but, but what, the, what they're selling is the dream. When you actually get to the UFC, then you start asking to, to make proper money. You never, you never make the proper money a, a boxer gets. I mean, these guys are just criminals. That's all they are. So I just, this is just a hypothetical situation. How would you feel if, like I said, hypothetically, if everybody, like everybody in the UFC, like say steroids were legal, everybody took steroids in the UFC, would it be, would it be cheating then? Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, their policies say that. Their policies, their policies like the contract I signed doesn't say I should compete against a guy that's juicing. It says I should compete against a guy that's normal. A uh, normal guy that trains hard, doesn't take, doesn't take any sugars, but their policies don't say that. Their policies never said. I mean, if, if they made a company that says uh, it's okay to cheat, well, then there'll be no, why would I be suing them for? What I, I what I'm saying is, if if steroids were legalized across America, and it was completely legal, just like every other, you know, natural supplement or HGH or or what HGH was legal for a long time, and I don't I don't know if it still is or not, but all the stuff that it just comes, it, it it's illegal, it's legal, so you never know. It could be steroids could be completely legal at some point. I'm saying at that point, if it's approved, would it still be cheating? Well, of course, it's still be cheating because you know it's steroids man-made. Where did steroids come from? Do you think God gave us a body and He gave us? Did man make steroids or did God make steroids? Well, God I'm, gave me a body to work with, and you know, and this body has got zero, has got zero fucking steroids in it, and that's that's what I'm trying to say. I'm going to okay, with my body, there's no steroids in there. Man-made, man-made steroids. You ain't gonna get an argument with me on that. I, I'm all about I'm all about the, God. The idea. Well, God, did, did, did God give you and I the same fucking body? We're all the same. We're all born the same. We've got everything. You know, we, a lot of things are different with us because we're different people. But in the end, the whole structure of us is the same, given by God. Did man, make, uh, did man give us his body? No, God did. What about the steroids? Did, did, did God give us those steroids? No, man made those steroids. Well, some people say things like, because I, I would say the same thing, right? I would say this. I've said the same thing to because I used to lift weights quite a bit, and uh, I used to tell people all the time, I never took steroids, and I used to tell people all the time the same exact thing. I would say, I would only take, I would only ever use something that was put here by God, and they would say, well, cocaine was put here by God, and so was so was uh, all the drugs that you can name off. You know, it was put well, here by God, but <laughs> but it's been misused, <laughs> right? But yeah, but the thing, look, when they say that, that cocaine was made by, was, a, was what? What 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 do you add to, to the cocaine to make it what it is? By man, all the shit, other shit, that synthetic shit was added by man. I mean, fuck. The only crazy thing was, I mean, we God put the plants here and everything, and we just made it into what it is. Hypothetically, though, that's why I said hypothetically. I'm I'm 100 percent with you. I think that it should be fair across the board. But I'm saying if if it was illegal, then all of a sudden, yes, to you and I, it would be cheating. But to the rest of the world, it wouldn't unless they believe the same way we do that you shouldn't, uh, you know, put things in the temple that are, uh, you know, not, not of God. So 
I'm with you on that. But I'm just saying to the rest of the world, it would then be uh, fair. You know what I'm saying? Well, the the the, the percent of the people is, is uh, you know what what they ever make it. I mean, if they make steroids legal, if that's in the contract, then so be it. Because that's the way it'll work. But you know, in the contract I signed, it was, it was not a contract to uh to fight a guy that wasn't on was not on steroids. You know, it was to fight a normal person, not by cheating. At the end of the day, so and and they were just cheating. Well, and the rest of that shit is cheating. There's no doubt in my mind. What do you? The advantages of it all, you can see it all. Is there any supplements that you take that you used to take? Did you take anything while you were like creatine, or did you take any of that? Yeah, I've taken uh, you know vitamins and all that. I've taken all that shit. Right. Yeah, vitamins and all that sort of rest of that goes. Yeah. I get it. Well, listen, I think it's awesome that you were knocking out the steroid users anyway. You know what I mean? So. I think that's well, amazing. The bottom end is the bottom end, right? At the end of the day, I it's it's uh you know I had four guys in a row that were just on stuff and nothing was happening, and it just became it came to a head where I had to do something about it. I'm not sick of going to work where I have to compete against guys that are far more stronger, a lot more faster than I am, and I'm being one of the oldest that was that was competing in that sport in the years in company, so. All I'm saying is don't make out like you've got the best the testing policies in the world when you don't enforce your policies. You don't, you know, you know, it was a, 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 there was a time in my contract in the lawsuit against Brock where they had a chance to take all his money off him and not give it to me, just take it off him, but they didn't do it. They are a lying, cheating company. The lawsuits, you lost one of them already, or is that true, or is that rumor? It wasn't settled. It, it, it wasn't settled. It, 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 well, the, the whole weird thing about the lawsuit is, is, you know, it's hard to speak about this, but everything out, is a, it's all out there in the public anyway. So, you know, I got the, it, it was, it was, the judge threw out 10 of my causes of action and then recused herself from the case. We went to a settlement hearing where they just said to me, you're not going to get nothing. Otherwise, you know, leave this and you're going to come after the million dollars. And I'm like, you guys are crooked and I'm going to come after you. So I don't give a shit how much money you got. You guys, are, that's how you got all your money. You just thieves. It's just thieves that could be. So, you know, that's why I, I've, I've lost that bit. And I, like I said, was just filing an appeal um, about it. I don't know why I would lose anything like that. They didn't answer any of our questions in the scully. That, that little dickhead Dana White didn't ask any of those questions because he's a little scumbag crook. And the rest of those companies. So that's why it's going back to court. And that's why we had the appeal soon, which is in March. Well, on a lighter note... I remember there was a time when uh, Jason Momoa did a haka to cheer for you before a fight. You remember that? Yeah, Jason's a good dude. He's a... My question is, how close are you actually to Aquaman then? Well, we're not actually close. Plus, I just respect him as an actor, as a person. And I've you know, had a few drinking sessions with him. He's a nice person. I, I met him through training at the gym. Um well, you know, I'm not uh, like any fan. I'm like the rest of the world. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not a personal close friend of Jason's, but, you know, I think I consider him as a friend. I think he'd do the same with me. And uh, he's a great person. I don't go and call him daily on a daily basis. So, in the end, it's, uh, we met on at a good time and we just had some fun. I see. Well, I was hoping that you would say, yeah, we actually uh, live right down the road from one another, you know. <laughs> Or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, a lot of people in the like I said, everyone's Instagram tells a whole different story from how the real life is. So, I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. You're right about that. So, a question, another question. 
when you how did you know when you hit somebody because you know you're the king called the king of not of walk-offs how did you know when you hit somebody that you were just able to walk off and not get on there and make the ref pull you off well i'm probably because i have a you know a long kickboxing background um but i i mean you can actually feel when you hit someone you, you know that the They've actually got them with a real good shot. And then if they're not coming back, they're not coming back because you just feel it sometimes, you know. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. But I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of the years of kickboxing I've, I've had. So that's probably So you would just hit hit those people and you just knew, okay, well, they're not going to get up now. And you just walked off because you Well, look, man, I just – yeah, I just – because, I'm, you know, I'm a great fighter. That's why. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the greatest fighters. <laughs> so, that's why. That's why I do what I say. When they say, "Why do you do it?" Well, you know, God said you're one of the greatest fighters in the world, and I think him. I'm into that, brother. I'm into that. <laughs> well, hey, hey I'm man. Always, you know, I'm always, I'm, I'm always gonna think that I'm the greatest fighter in the in the world. It doesn't matter. The only time I'm gonna, I'm not feel like that is when I retire from fighting. You know, I think that's what God has instilled in my heart to be, to think this all the time that uh, my record speaks to the moment. So not a, there's not a, not a lot of uh, room for humility in the fight game. <laughs> oh, there is, it is. It is. I can tell you that right now. But like I said, my God has installed in my heart that feeling always. And uh, like I said, whether I'm winning or not, it doesn't matter. That's how I feel about my fighting prowess and, and my fighting career. So you know, being one of the oldest to do it, and even now I look at some of these fighters because man, I. I still whoop that, whoop that ass. Those guys are young and I still beat them. <laughs> but, you know, I think, uh, like I said, when I retire, God humbles everyone. <laughs> and I've been humbled many times by the, by the Almighty, to be honest. So. He sure will humble you quick. He will do it. He has to. Because yeah. uh, we're, we're actually here to breathe yeah. for other people, not for ourselves. And I know you know that. What's going on in your world other than the lawsuit? Are you Do you have your own gym in Australia? I mean, what all do you do? Cause I don't. Are you fighting in another organization yeah, now? Just, well, I'm just. You know, I've had a lot of offices, in different companies, just talking to a few different companies. But you know, I've just. I've been just doing businesses with my, my business partners, and just you know, um, gyms and different things like this. So I've been just looking at the other avenues of fighting, which is, is pretty. It's a fight in itself, but uh, it's like fighting, but in the business realm. So <laughs> it takes up a lot of time and spending some time at home with the kids, which is really good. I like uh, it. To be honest, so yeah. I like it. Whatever happened to the kid that you uh you punched in the belly in slow motion and and he actually took the punch with your left hand? Whatever happened to the boy? Did he die later or? Oh, dude, he's he's uh, no, he didn't die later, but he's, he's um, that was a joke. He, his, <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. This John Wayne's nephew, you know, but his, he he was really big, like a really big kid before you know, and then he went to to the Gold Coast and trained at uh, the Bruinji Gym with John Wayne and Manji Park. And he lost all their weight. And then another time I hit him, I was like, man, this guy, I, I think I think he had all the padding, but like I said, if you hit a, a person with just their ribs and their stomach muscles, and I think that would hurt a lot more than if I was, uh, you know, with a lot of padding like myself, you know. It's like uh, hitting a bear, <laughs> hitting their stomach, you know, no effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know about that, that padding. I got a lot of extra padding, and so does my co-host, Jim Vest. Did you ever listen to any country music? Mark, uh, not Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, you know, not really that much. Um, you, you said you listened to, to Billy Ray Cyrus. I've listened to some of yours. 
Well, I, I listen to some of your music, yeah. I appreciate that. Well, I don't think that uh, I don't really call myself country, but I appreciate you listening. Um, some people think I'm country just because I wear a a hat and I, I got a beard on me, but uh, most of my stuff is outside the country realm. But I'm okay if they call it country as long as they listen. Appreciate you listening to some of my music, and I appreciate you following me. Well, you got a great voice. I appreciate it. Last thing before I let you go. Uh, we always end the, end the episode with an unbelievable fact. You ready for this thing? Here's the unbelievable fact for this episode. Alligators will give manatees the right of way if they are swimming near each other. Why is that? Really? Yeah, that's true. Wow, it's I didn't fact. know that. Is that the same alligators or is that the crocodiles? Which one swims with hippos? Crocodiles? I don't know. That's you. That's your country over there. Crocodiles. We got alligators over here. So I'm thinking the crocodiles swim with the uh, the crocodiles uh, swim with with, uh, with the hippos. And, and do you think those uh, manatees? Uh, they think that they're hippos. <laughs> they might think they're hippos, but you know they they got that kind of what you just talked about. That extra padding. You know what I mean? Some crocodile. Them gators yeah. are like, ah, might as well. We we better not mess with them. They ain't gonna feel nothing anyway if we try to mess with them. Might get nasty. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. That's a, that's a good fact. That's a great fact. I didn't know that. But I think the humanities are just like, uh, they're like seals, aren't they? Yeah, like big old fat jokers, right? Ain't they, Jim? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Big old, big like, old fat things. Yeah, like seals. I need to look yeah. up a manatee now because I'm really oh, well. not able to picture one in my head now. I, I am. They actually look, I think they've got, they've got no weaponry at all. They're just like seals. Yeah, well, they, they, maybe they got a maybe they got a nasty tail whip or something. <laughs> they're the you know the fucking Charlotte monks with their hair <laughs> You know they're the uh, they're the uh, king of knockout of the sea. That's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually really muscular. I'm this all the said I'm really muscular, man. Really muscular. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. You got to be. I mean, you got. You got yeah, all that power. That's the one, ain't you? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Mark, we're going to let you get back about your day. You're, you're, uh, it's nighttime here, so it's 1 o'clock there in Australia. It's also it's so strange that it's actually Saturday there and Friday here. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Talking to the future. We're talking to yeah. the future right now. Yeah. That's right. We're talking <laughs> from Friday, and uh, you're talking – you're talking in the past. We're talking in the talking future. Talking about Friday. Talking hey, about Friday. Friday. I ain't got a job. I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're losing the. You're losing my co-host here. He don't know what you're talking about, but I do. Chris Tucker, my guy. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. It's Friday. Ain't got a job. Ain't got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. Mark. <laughs> uh, we're gonna let you get off here and get to doing whatever you're doing and. What are you doing the rest of the day? Eating a peanut slop and um, <laughs> with the chocolate. And about, about to get a, head over to a meeting um, about 20 minutes away. Right on. Well, you handle business, brother. I thank mm-hmm. you so much for calling in. Okay, and we appreciate you uh, letting us chat for a minute. Good Thanks, l- for sure, Appreciate it. See you, buddy. Hey, See you, good, good luck on your, uh, on your court case. All right, man. Hi, brother. Oh, boy. Thank you so much, Mark Hunt, for 
calling in from Australia. I know that that conversation was a little hard to understand at times with the phone call all the way over there in the future. But thank you so much for tuning in. If you got this far and listening, please subscribe, download, rate, and review. We appreciate the heck out of you. Thank you so much once again to Rode for supplying the sound of this show with the Rodecaster Pro. I love y'all. God bless you.